Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. This week, it's my pleasure to bring to you a presentation from the LDM Book Volume 2 Tour, October 2020. Okay, thank you very much. It's an honour and a privilege to be here with you. Um, I'll just tell people a little bit more about myself, that I have MS and when I started LDN. Um, before I started LDN uh, in the October, I was told I was secretary for aggressive MS and there was nothing more that could be done for me. Um, it was uh, devastating to think that there was nothing that could be done for me. You know, I thought that, okay, there would be other backup plans. There would be something to help me. Um, at that point, um, the left-hand side of my body was numb with pins and needles. And when you say to people, it was numb, people think that you have no feeling. It was numb. It hurt. The whole of my left-hand side of my body was painful. I had double vision. I lost the hearing in my left ear. I had muscles, burning legs, burning limbs, restless legs. Cognitively, I couldn't unhold a conversation with people. I got everything back to front, muddled, couldn't recall vocabulary. Um, it was like somebody that had had a stroke and I slurred my words. Uh, I was choking on my food, couldn't find my mouth. I had vertigo, very bad balance. Uh, I furniture walked, I tripped, I fell, I stumbled over nothing. So I spent a lot of time uh, and I lost my bowel and bladder control too. So I was either on the toilet or on the floor or asleep, um, basically. And to be told nothing more that could be done for you was very um, hard to comprehend. Um, and I had a lot of pain, um, pains in my head, really, really bad pains, where I was given very strong painkillers which didn't really help with the pain. It took the edge off the pain. It made the pain bearable, um, but it was a trade-off. If I took the painkillers, I had such bad nausea, I thought I was gonna vomit. And if I didn't, I had the pain. So I used to try until I just couldn't bear the pain any longer and then take the pills and then wished I hadn't. So th there was um, no winning really. So um, I was in a very deep, dark place. I was in a lot of pain and I'd run out of painkillers. My doctor uh, came to see me and bought some more painkillers and he uh, got me a glass of water, gave me the tablets. I took them and I'd got this bottle of, of tablets beside me. And I said to him, you know, how long do you think it will be before I start to feel better? And he said, I think if you were going to, you would have done by now. So I thought, you know, I'm a workaholic. I like achieving things. Um, my quality of life at that time was, if I said one, I was probably exaggerating. I couldn't do anything for myself. And I was in bed and it was like watching a calendar. The first, the second, the third, the fourth this month, that month, and I'd done nothing. I hadn't contributed. I just made it hard for everybody. Um, 
it was a case of my parents were upset. They wanted to take it away from me and I was younger than them and they'd had their life, etc. Um, family and friends stopped coming. Um, my immediate family, my husband and my children, I felt that I was stopping everybody from getting on with their life because I couldn't join in. So they didn't want to leave me and they weren't doing things either. So I thought if I took all the pills, everybody would be upset, but that's the only thing I could do to let everybody have their lives back. But then I realized it would be my 15 year old daughter who would find me. So <clears throat> that wasn't an option. So I've got to show everybody that there was something that I could do that I could be better than I was. Um, so back in 2003, the internet wasn't what it is today. And it was very hard to find information, but I knew I wasn't unique, that there were other people out there with a similar condition, uh, with similar symptoms and what were they doing? So I managed to find out about LDN and I managed to talk to some of these people, they were in America, and they all said the same, that if it wasn't going to do me any good, it wasn't going to do me any harm. So I managed to find a doctor in England who prescribed LDN, a Dr. Bob Lawrence in Wales. Right, strictly England, is it? It's Wales. Um, so he gave me the information, I took it to my doctor, um, my doctor had retired. I had a young doctor who was very keen to learn more about LDN and she said to leave the information with her and she would um, talk to the partners in the practice and see if they would allow her to prescribe it. So I went back and they wouldn't let her prescribe it, but she said she'd read the information and if it was her, she would like to try it. So if I could get somebody to prescribe it for me, she would monitor me. So that gave me reassurance that I wasn't going on this journey alone. And at that time, living in my head was like living in a television set that wasn't tuned in because I couldn't see properly, hear properly, couldn't speak properly. I couldn't process my thoughts. It was terrible. Uh, and I had what I called brain fog. I didn't realize that the people called it brain fog until afterwards. And Started, I got the LDN, I started, I'd been told that you could get introductory side effects, I might have headaches, vivid dreams, worsening of pre-existing symptoms, stomach upset, I had nothing, I was really disappointed, I wanted every side effect you could have, and I wanted it quickly, so I knew that LDN was doing something for me, but it didn't, uh, it was like taking saccharine, and even I began to think, okay, I haven't noticed anything. It's not going to work for me. What does that mean for me? What else is that? I couldn't find anything else that I could try. So um, three weeks on, and it was just as though somebody had started to tune in that television set. I started to be able to think properly. And wow, when you can't think properly, to suddenly be able to process thoughts to talk and make sense, that was a really big deal. Um, and my hearing started to come back and slowly, slowly things improved. It took 18 months. 
it, it wasn't a case of LDM was, you know, a miracle drug or a cure, but it started working. So I was really, really happy. So by the February, I felt pretty good. And I thought, what do I want to do with my life? I was at the crossroads. Did I want to continue with my life as it was um, and say I'm okay? Um, I still knew I had MS, I still had problems, but you know, I, I could feel like myself. Or did I want to shout it from the rooftops for, for those people that were in that deep, dark place that I was in to let people know that, okay, there is something you can try. It might help you. So um, decided the only way to do that was going to be to become a charity. Nobody would take you seriously unless you've got something behind you. So filled all the forms in. It took an awfully long time. I believe it was the end of the September for the time we got our registered charity number. And the Charity Commission wanted us to help fund an MS trial first with, with spending funds or to try and get funds from people who don't know what LDN is, let alone trying to get people to help you with clinical trials. You know, it wasn't going to happen. So I'd spent probably eight, nine months um, trying really hard to find people who were prescribing LDN to see if anybody was willing to help. And the answer was no, basically. So it was a case of rethinking how we were going to achieve the end goal. What could we do? And the answer was we had to get more prescribers, we had to get more pharmacists on board, and that meant education. So we had to contact people who were interested, people who had it prescribed, didn't matter where in the world they, they lived. And that list of doctors and prescribers has grown. Uh, I was really impressed when we had the first consultants on board. Um, we've got several pain specialists now, um, rheumatologists, gastroenterologists, oncologists, um, dermatologists. There are so many consultants that are prescribing LDN. And I'm not just talking when people say, oh, well, it's an alternative medicine. It's only naturopathic doctors. No, it's not. There are so many MDs that are prescribing LDN because they have found that they've used all the tools in their toolbox for some patients that have very complex conditions and they're not able to bring them to a place that they would like. So by using LDN alongside of other treatments and therapies, they found that they were having great success. So, you know, that was amazing. I just want to share my screen with you. So, the LDN Research Trust is a registered charity in the UK and we work globally. And I don't know if you've all seen our website. Um, we have here about the LDN Research Trust, uh, our doctors, pharmacists, researchers. Um, if anybody wants to fundraise for us, that would be brilliant because we don't receive any funding from anyone. We actually have to um, survive on donations. If you'd like to volunteer, that would be fine. If you'd like to donate, that would be wonderful. 
If you want to contact us, that's where you go to. Um, what is LDN, how it works, is it safe, types of LDN and fake uh, medications. The fake medications uh, come about, I'll show you, um, the Medicines Health Regulatory Agency, which we call the HMRC, uh, people, the MHRA, the Medicines Regulatory Body, and they say that most of the drugs that are imported into the country um, are done so um, without prescriptions. They are counterfeit, most of them. Most of them have no drugs in them whatsoever, so they're not harmful, but some of them are deadly. So to buy a prescription-only drug off the internet without a prescription means you bypass any quality checks, any assurance that it is what it says it is, you're playing Russian roulette. You know, it's not something I would do and I certainly wouldn't recommend anybody doing it. Uh, here we have a list of conditions for LDN and we're getting on, I think, 200 or something. Um, I have MS, so neurological, and you'll see all the list of neurological conditions there. There are so many. And we also have, you know, if somebody wants to know if LDN might help them, this is a good place to start, see if your condition is in there. You can um, use the search box up here and um, type it in and it will bring up um, the information there. We have LDN guides. We have um, dosing guides, patient guides, prescriber guides. We always say if you've got a doctor that doesn't know anything about LDN, to print off all three and take them to the doctor. We would find it interesting, explains what LDN is, how it works. There are two sides of the molecule of LDN, um, side effects, the type of um, how you can have LDN, compounded other drug interactions and clinical, clinical trials and studies. So that's that. And we have clinical trials and studies here. Now, if you want to look up a condition, um, we have had a lot of um, Haley Haley's disease, which is in condition there twice. Um, and here are the trials that have been done on Haley Haley's disease, and it's amazing. Um, um, Dr. Ian Zagon and Dr. Patricia McLaughlin have done an awful lot of um, studies starting at the, the late 70s for um, LDN. Um, that was in laboratory setting, but the last 10 years, I'd say, there have been more trials and studies that have been done. So there is more research. Every month we update this uh, website and it's amazing the number of uh, small trials and studies, not big ones. Um, it does show that it's safe and it's how it works basically um, for all these different conditions. And the more that people do the small ones, the more people uh, more interested in prescribing LDN, but it won't ever be a, a drug that is used as a first line until it has been in full clinical trials. Some people think you can bypass it. I personally don't think that would ever happen. Uh, we have newsletter sign up, we have a section on nutrition and lifestyle, and we have an LDN questions and answer page. Nutrition and lifestyle is very important. Um, as I said before, LDN isn't the magic bullet. 
Um, but if you're going to be a couch potato and live on fast food and take LDN and expect the LDN to work for you, the chances are it's not going to do what it could do if you looked after your body in other ways. There, there is no shortcut, basically. Um, how to find a pharmacist, prescriber, a vet, telemed consultations, um, our LDN marketplace, which is the virtual expo, and um, medical membership. We have also, which is really interesting, um, six documentaries that we've made. This one here is on opioids and pain management. That is really interesting. There were six pain specialists that we interviewed, I believe. Every time I count them, I, I miss somebody else. I'm not going to say any names. You'll have to watch it. And we found that um, using ultra-low dose or microdosing LDN in doses of 0.001, really minuscule, using that alongside of opioids makes the opioids more effective and the pain management um, find that they can then decrease the amount of opioids whilst increasing the microdosing. So they're titrating one up and one down and are managing to get people off the opioids that I would, and they don't have withdrawal symptoms. Uh, Dr. Samyadev Data, who's um, in New Jersey, he invited me over when we were filming this documentary to meet some of his patients. And there were at least 20 people in this room with amazing stories. Um, they were really upset, some of them, telling me the story that they'd been hooked on opioids for 20 years, that had an accident given opioids. And of course the body gets used to the opioids and they have to take more. And then they end up taking a cocktail of medications, but they, they can't stop, but it's not working. So LDN just for them was amazing. I mean, it was a real eye opener. It was a, a privilege to meet these people. Uh, we have a Scottish and an Irish documentary, and we have The Game Changer, which is LDN and cancer. Uh, really good documentary, I think. And at the end, um, when you play it, at the bottom in the description, there is a link to a paper that was published after the documentary. And it um, explained in the laboratory again, by Professor Angus Delgleish, who's one of the UK's top oncologists and one of his team scientists, Dr. Wei Lu, they found that once cancer cells were in remission, they used pulse dosing uh, of LDN and they managed to cause cell death. That's a really interesting paper to read. Then we had Bullseye, which was um, an LDN and Lyme disease documentary. And we learned about different co-infections and different treatments that need to be used to combat Lyme disease. It's not LDN alone, it's um, a multitude of different things. Then the first documentary was the LDN story. Um, we mustn't forget that Dr. Bernard Bahari started using LDN for autoimmune diseases um, in 1985. He had been using it for um, HIV. So we've got the documentaries, we've got our newsletter sign up, we've got social media channel, 
We have a Facebook group uh, with about 38,000 people. Um, we have a private, secret, hidden, medical professionals only um, Facebook group as well. We have to verify you first to make sure that you are a medical professional, then you can talk to like-minded people. We have all our different um, interviews that we've done, videos and radio shows, and it's on loads of different platforms. And the LDN conferences. So if you are new to LDN, didn't know about our conferences, we have past conferences on here. And um, this is the 2017 one. I think there are about 38 presentations here, PowerPoints. And there is so much for you to learn there with different conditions, lots of different doctors, uh, Q&As, they're, they're amazing. Um, yeah, lots and lots to learn from our events. And I think we'll stop there. And I'll check what we're doing for uh, time. Yes, yeah, so you're doing you're doing great on time, and uh, I, I I can't see my clock. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're doing really good. Uh, there's uh, lots of great information at this website. We did type it into the uh, the uh, chat. Uh, that's LDN Research Trust and dot um, org, right? Yes. And um, and I was those videos are really great. Those basic overviews, but then there are very specific. Uh, studies and research on different indications uh, on the, on the website. So, but the 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 videos are are tremendous and very very educational and helpful. So, I would encourage our listeners to check those out too. Um, did have uh, a couple questions coming through. Um, I think in your recent book. Uh, might have addressed this a little bit, but had a question that how does L, does LDN help with menopause specifically with night sweats? Yeah, and we have a chapter on women's health. Um, one of our advisors, Dr. Phil Boyle, also um, has a fertility clinic, but he also treats women for endometriosis, um, polycystic ovaries, painful periods, heavy periods, the whole gambit. And he feels that LDN helps all of those patients um, to a degree. Of course, LDN doesn't work for everybody. Nothing works for everybody, but his experience has been um, pretty good. But talking about the book very quickly, um, the first book, it, book one and book two in a series. So it's not, some people thought that the second book was just a remake yet of the first book. Do you have the, the second book there? I do, I was getting ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. So in the first book, the history and the pharmacology of LDN is chapter one. Uh, it's also chapter one in the second book, but it has been updated. Um, Professor Angus Delfleisch, when he did that cancer study, that he found a different mechanism of action. So that's in there too. But in the first book, there was MS lupus, inflammatory bowel disease. Um, we had um, Professor Jill Smith as well as um, Dr. Leonard Weinstock, and they were talking primarily 
um, Crohn's disease and um, ulcerative colitis, um, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, uh, thyroid disorders, restless leg syndrome, and I know myself that works really well, depression, autism, and cancer. So that was in uh, book one. Book two, um, the second chapter is chronic pain. Then we've got gut health, dermatological conditions, Parkinson's disease, pediatrics. Um, so many children are taking LDN, not just for autism, but for uh, juvenile arthritis, um, eczema, asthma, um, diabetic children even are taking LDN. Um, women's health, we discussed that just briefly. Traumatic brain injury, disassociative disorders, um, post-traumatic stress disorder. I had never really given a lot of thought to what post-traumatic stress was. I thought it was just war veterans that had it. Didn't realize that, you know, um, rape victims, domestic violence, mm. children that have been bullied can all have it too. So it's, um, it, it's a bigger thing than I thought. Um, Lyme disease and other tick-borne illnesses. So that was uh, book two, very briefly. Yeah, and we, we appreciate the you know, Lyme disease. Uh, we're here in Pennsylvania, so we're right in the, the bullseye, pun clearly intended, with Lyme disease here in the US. And we have a lot of patients using it for Lyme disease. A um, couple, couple other questions as, as we're kind of wrapping up your time, but uh, can you comment about its use for neuropathic pain? And mm -hmm. one, of those, one of those chapters address neuropathic pain. And probably going right along with that is, uh, can it replace the drug gabapentin? There is a chapter on pain, and I think it discusses a lot of different um, pains. I, I can't remember neuropathic, but it does work really well for neuropathic pain. And I met a doctor once and I felt very sorry. He had, um, he must have been in his fifties and his wife had MS and his daughter had MS. Talk about a double whammy. Mm -hmm. um, and he had neuropathic pain and he was so surprised at the results his wife and daughter had had with LDN. He got um, a prescription for LDN he was a type one diabetic and had had neuropathic pain in his feet for years. And it was painful for him to walk. And after like, I think three months or something, he was saying the neuropathic pain had gone and he'd lived with it for a long time. So that was a, an amazing story. Yeah. I think often in the cases with, with LDN, what we've seen is people can either lower their medication or totally come off of their medication. Uh, gabapentin being one of those meds where we've seen a decrease in, decrease in dosage. Uh, and, usually, and oftentimes gabapentin is being used for neuropathic pain. So um, any other, uh, one, one other question about the LDN and fertility. Uh, I know you did, it is discussed in the book too. Have you, have you seen anyone or that has been able to be become pregnant using yes um we've got many members in the facebook group and several of them couldn't get pregnant that had um, miscarriages or indeed couldn't get pregnant in the first place 
and they went on to have um, a good pregnancy, um, a good birth. Dr. Phil Boyle usually keeps uh, women on um, LDN until they're 37 weeks, just in case that they need uh, painkillers during the birth. And then they start again as soon as uh, the painkillers are out of their system um, and use it through breastfeeding and they continue taking LDN usually um, if they have a condition that LDN has been helping with. Some of them will stop and then forget that they had other issues as well that LDN was working for. But um, Dr. Phil Boyle has been using it for over 20 years, I think, in, in his fertility clinic. And he said the babies, when they're born, are usually a better weight. They don't normally have to have any antibiotics because apparently babies can get chest infections. Um, and they hit all their markers and they're contented and they tend to sleep really well. Okay. So, you know, the mothers are happy. The, the doctor is happy. It seems like a win-win. But I have known several women who have taken LDN um, because a lot of people who are using LDN want to get pregnant but are worried about stopping the LDN because the LDN has helped them so greatly and these ladies are quite happy to say I took it and I was fine it didn't do me any harm it didn't do my baby any harm um, so we're very grateful to these young ladies who are happy to share their stories. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I want to uh, honor our time here with uh, Dr. Thomas coming up, and I know you're probably uh, kind of wind down to try to get some rest. So I really appreciate your time tonight. And uh, I don't know, the, the audience can clap at home, but I'm not sure we're going to hear it, but I'm sure they'd be clapping very loudly for you. So we really appreciate your presentation. Well, thank you very much. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.